I have a word for your Wednesday, and I want to talk a little bit about something we talked about on Sunday morning. On Sunday, we talked about the importance of gratitude in our life and why it's so important. I want to talk about gratitude um, for a few moments with you in the, the terms of a spiritual discipline. Um, typically, when we think of spiritual disciplines, we don't think of gratitude. We think of prayer, or we think of fasting, or giving, or worship, thing, things like that. But I think gratitude is a spiritual discipline that could be so beneficial in our life right now. Um, as we talked about in Philippians, as we began this new series, Paul was so grateful for, one, the work of Christ in his life, that Christ died and rose um, and was living in and through him and doing incredible ministry through him. And so there was something that Paul was grateful, but he was also grateful for the partnership he had, the partakers of grace that he called them. Um, those people that were doing ministry alongside him, with him, fighting for the same goal, towards the same cause. And he was so thankful for them and it brought joy to his life. And I think gratitude is so important because gratitude reminds us of the reality of the goodness of God. Right? At times, we get so overwhelmed with everything that's going on in our life personally or in the world that we lose sight of the reality of the goodness of God that is constantly at work in our life that we see every day. Now, why is that reality so important? Let's tie it back to anxiety and worry, because we, we said the whole goal of the series is how do we find joy in an anxious world. Think about your fears, your worries, your anxiety. Are, are most of them based on reality or on possibility, on imagination? Most of them are based on a possibility. What could not the reality of what will happen. Even when we find ourselves in difficult situations, it's not the actual situation that causes the anxiety. It's the possibility that, of what could come from it that causes anxiety. The, the, but what if? I mean, think about it in Paul's life. Paul has been on a ship, and he decided he was going to go stand trial before Caesar. It was his choice to go. And then he finds himself shipwrecked. And you think about all of the possibility. What if I don't make it to Rome? What if I end up on this, this island forever? What if I end up um, lost at sea? Or when he gets to Rome, think about all of the possibilities that he has to worry about. Um, where am I going to eat? Where am I going to stay? Um, what, what is going to come of this prison guard that I have? Um, what if I go to Caesar and make my appeal, and he ends up saying, no, it doesn't matter, you're going to take my life. Think about all of the things that Paul could worry about. All of them were based on possibility. That There was the reality of the situation. Here, here's what's gone. I'm, I'm shipwrecked, or I'm in a house jail. But most of the time, we can come to terms with the reality just simply because we're already there. It doesn't mean it's easy, doesn't mean we get over it, but it's the possibility that could result from that reality that causes us anxiousness and worries. 
And, and what gratitude does, as I said just a few minutes ago, it reminds us of the reality of God's goodness. Because when the reality of the situation seems so, um, so scary and so dense, it's really difficult to remember what was going on before, or what has gone on before, how God has blessed us, even in the difficult times. So, so most of them are based on fears and worries. I'll just tell you, for me personally, right now as a leader, this has been a really difficult season because I am a, a planner. I like to plan things out, to get things on my schedule, to do things in a certain order. And this season has been anything but. We're, we're trying to make plans with no certainty. And, and that's really difficult for me. I like to plan and be certain. This is, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to preach next year. Um, to, to going to a life of, I'm not sure what I'm going to preach on this next Sunday. Um, and that's been really difficult. Um, because there are so many possibilities right now that make planning really difficult. Well, what if the government says this? Or what if the CDC says this? Or what if our local city says this? What if this happens in our church? What if, what if, what if? And we can what if ourselves into this anxiety-ridden frenzy where we're constantly anxious and we're constantly worried about what comes next. We're constantly worried about what we cannot control. And it's a really difficult place to live. Now, here's what gratitude does. Gratitude provides us a portal into an expansive view of reality. When, when we take the moment in our day to sit down and write out the things that we are grateful for, it gives us a portal into this new world that reminds us that what is possible, what could happen, may never happen. But what we do know is what has happened. God has been good. God has been faithful. God has been um, so good to us by giving us blessing upon blessing upon blessing that we never deserved. And as Paul said, mo most notably, his life that he gave for us. And, and then to be grateful for those who are gathered around us that are partners in this mission for Christ with us. And th then there's our family, like our, our actual flesh and blood family, um, people that we're connected to, friends that we're connected to. The, the fact that we live in a country where we're Free, the the house, the roof over our head, the clothes that we wear. There, there are so many things in our life to be grateful for. And what happens when we don't take the time to remember and to be grateful? We constantly let our mind go to the possibility of what could happen. What if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And we don't ground ourselves in the reality of the goodness of God. So, so what is gratitude? Real, real quickly, gratitude is affirming the goodness in your life. I mean, that's the first part. It's affirming that there is good in your life. We, we, I have a family. I have four children who are healthy. I have um, a job I'm thankful for. I have a church that, that I love and loves me. There are so many things in my life to be grateful for. My wife, um, my parents, my upbringing. 
just it, it can go on and on and on. You, you have so many things you could list out. Two is recognizing the source lies to some degree outside of yourself, right? That there are some things that you have in your life that you had nothing to do with. And we can just simply say God's goodness was a part of that. that there are some things, I think, in the world that just happened. But I think there are also things that God blesses us with and God gives us and God orchestrates. And even when the bad things happen, things that, that we would say aren't from God, that God still has a way to work those, as he says in Romans, for good. Or in Genesis um, 50, that, that God's working all of this for good. That something else meant it for evil, but God's using it for good. So, so why is that gratitude so important? And there's an ancient Hebrew word that, that I want to talk about for just a few seconds. Um, and it's zakar. And zakar means to remember. And what's fascinating, if you read the book of Deuteronomy, this word comes up over and over and over again. Remember. Remember. And, and I want to just share a couple of these with you. Um, remember the day you stood before the Lord, your God at Horeb. When he said to me, assemble the people before me to hear the words, they may learn to revere me as long as they live in the land, and may teach them to their children. He says just a, a chapter or two later in chapter 5, as a part of the Ten Commandments, remember that you were slaves in Egypt, and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Um, a little bit later in chapter 7 he says remember the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness for 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart and whether or not you would keep his commands and skipping down um, just a little bit later in that chapter but remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth and confirms his covenant that he swore to his ancestors as it is today. In, in chapter 9, he says, remember this and never forget how you arouse the Lord your God um, in the wilderness, how, how you arouse the anger of the Lord your God in the wilderness. From the day you left Egypt until the day you arrived here, you have been, a rebe you have been rebellious against the Lord. And so over and over and over, he says, remember. And the majority of the time, it's remember God's goodness. How he led you. How he fed you. How he took care of you. How he protected you. How he guided you. How he provided for you. Over and over and over, remember. And then there are these few times where he says, and remember how you messed up. But it, but it always comes back. Not only remember how you messed up, but remember how God showed you grace in that moment. But here, here's the fascinating part, because we always think, well, well okay, it, it's good to remember. But the question is, why do we remember? Why, why do we need to remember? And the thing he comes back to time and time, and I'm just going to use one example. He says, remember, remember, remember. And here's this phrase. When you have eaten 
and are satisfied. Praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. And then he says this, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Why does God want you to remember? So that you do not forget. Remember what God has done so that you will not forget. Because there's a tendency, and here's, here's what God's fear was of Israel. Long before they reached the promised land, his fear was that they would reach the promised land and they would experience the prosperity and the goodness that he had promised them and they would forget that God did this for them. They would begin to say that it was the strength of, of our own hands that built this, that did this. And we're the ones who um, outwitted the enemies and we're the ones who had the plan and we're the ones who led ourselves. And he says, remember time and time again, so that time and time again, you do not forget. Remember, so that you do not forget. I think that's what the practice of gratitude as a spiritual discipline means. It means to remember so that you do not because it reminds us of the reality of God's goodness. So here is a challenge for you and a question. What is it that you are grateful for? What are you grateful for in your life, in your marriage, with your kids, with your job, in our country, in our world? What are you grateful for? And write them down. Keep a list a list that you can look back on regularly, a, a list that reminds you of the reality that you live in. Because if you do not ground yourself in that reality, your mind will constantly run to the possibility, the imagination, what could happen. And it's really difficult to live in joy when you're constantly wondering and worrying about what if. But when you're constantly grateful and thankful for what you do have, when you're grateful and, and you live um, full of gratitude, then it is a reminder of the goodness of God, the reality of the goodness of God that we see every single day in our life. So what are you grateful for? Write it down. Dwell on that this week. Think about those things that you are grateful for. Remember so that you do not 